Hey, good morning. It's Wednesday morning. It's good to be with you today uh, for our Bibles, our online devotional time this morning. Thanks for choosing to join with us here at St. Matthew's for this time together. It's always great to be in God's Word with you as we uh, dig a little deeper into what our, our passage is. You may or may not know the passage that we do, I do my online reflections on is the same passage that I preach on on Sunday morning. So I, I joke you're getting to see a little bit of my, my homework. Remember when you were in math class? And the teacher would always want you to want you to show your work. Well, this is my work. <laughs> I'm show, I'm showing you the work that I do to get ready for the sermon on Sunday morning. So uh, we're st- as we study these texts together. So um, today I want to uh, I want to read to you again this passage in John that we're focusing upon, where uh, John tells us this. We'll unpack what's actually in the text today. It says this: When he had gone out. Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. And if God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little while longer. You will look for me, as I've said to you, as I've said to the Jews, I now say to you, Where I'm going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you should also love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Okay, so I want to take some time today to talk about what's actually happening in the text that we read here. This is a very interesting passage that Jesus tells us because it starts off in verse 31 um, through verse 32. There's this whole notion of glorification that um, the, the Son has been glorified, the Son of Man has been glorified. Remember, remember the Son of Man is an, uh, is an apocalyptic title that Jesus uses for himself. It references back to Daniel. And in Daniel, there's this, this whole apocalyptic story about how one will come like a son of man and will judge the world. So when Jesus calls himself the son of man, he's invoking the prophecies of Daniel. The son of man has been glorified and God's been glorified in him. Glorified, in other words, like he's been glorified in the cross. I mean, in our churches, you see crosses everywhere. We don't see his, we don't, they would not have thought of the cross as a glorification device. Because the cross was a horrific means of execution that Rome would use to execute people. It was awful. It was the worst. Of all the ways, of all the terrible ways we as humans have come up with to execute each other, the cross is one of the worst that we've ever come up with. But he says that, the son, this, that God has been glorified in him. In other words, Jesus has fulfilled, by going to the cross, Jesus has fulfilled the mission that the Father had for him. The Son has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. And God will be glorified in him. In other words, the cross will glorify God because Jesus will atone for the sins of the world. But then the glorification of God will not just stop at the cross, but will continue to the grave because in the resurrection, God's power is fully seen. That Jesus and the Father are glorified, not just in the cross, but in the resurrection. And God will glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. And so we see that for Jesus, for Jesus, the path of glorification is not a path of privilege or a path of power or a path of ease or a path of might. But for Jesus, the path of glorification for him was going to be a path that led to the cross and then to the empty grave. Little children, I'm only with you a little bit longer. 
You will look for me, as I've said to the Jews, so I now say to you, where I'm going, you cannot come. In other words, you can't, you can't do this. You can't go to the cross now. You can't go to the resurrection now. After, some of you will later, we see him say later in John's gospel, some of you will suffer in this way. But this is something that Jesus is doing for us. And just remember that I'm going to always say this when we read John's gospel. Just as I've said to the Jews, I now say to you. When Jesus, when John has Jesus saying the Jews, remember, that is shorthand for the religious leaders. John gives you a lot of shorthand. When he, when he references the Jews here, that is shorthand for the religious leaders, for the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Remember, Jesus is Jewish. The disciples are Jewish. This is not to be heard as a screed or, or, or condemnation upon the Jewish people. This is a specific reference to the religious leaders. Always remember that when you read John's gospel, anytime you see the phrase, the Jews, remember, that is a specific shorthand reference for the religious leaders. So just we need to be very clear because some people, some people throughout history have taken that and used it for harm. So, no. We can't do that. That's not what John's talking about here. It's a very specific reference to the religious leaders, not to the Jewish people. So now, I'm going to be glorified. This is coming. I'm fixing to be betrayed because the sixth report of the city talks about the betrayal. This is coming. This is my last thing I'm sharing with you. I'm telling to you. So he says here, I now give you a new commandment. So all this is fixing to change. I'm going to be glorified. This is all changing. I will now give you a new commandment. What is that command? Love one another. Just as I have loved you, you are to love one another. Love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, that you have love for one another. And so here's what's interesting. Just as I have loved you, you should love one another. Well, we see Jesus' example of love right before this when he washes their feet. In the biblical sense, love is not emotion. We see love in terms of emotion. For Jesus and for the biblical writers, love was never emotion. Love was always service. Love was always action. Love was always something you did. Love was not something that you felt. Love was an action that you did, something that you committed, something that you was something you did. So Jesus is saying here that when we know that you're my disciples, that you have love for one another. In other words, not that you have warm fuzzies for one another. Not that you agree with one another. Not that you even like one another. But I've loved you and that I've washed your feet. Love one another in the same way. Do for each other what I have done for you. Love. And in fact, people will know that you're my disciples and that you do this. In the same way, and that's why it says in the Bible, greater love has this that you lay down your life for your friends. You do an action. You love one another. And for Jesus, that is his new commandment that he leaves for us this moment. That if we're going to follow him, and if we're going to be his disciples, if we're going to be his followers, that we have to love each other in the same way 
that Jesus loves us. So um, I encourage you now to, to, to think about this and to ponder how it is that you and I can live out his love in our life and live out his love each day. Thanks for watching tonight, today rather. I do want to encourage you to be with our Bible study tonight online at stm-umc.org slash live or on Facebook. I'm taking each of the Christmas stories in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and comparing them and seeing what we can understand about the birth of Christ, about Christmas, and about our lives and about our mission when we understand how each gospel gives us its account of the birth of Christ. And you're going to find some very interesting things, some unexpected things. We take time to, to pull apart what each gospel tells us about Jesus Christ and his birth and what it means for us as the church, what it means for us as individuals, what it means in our lives. So I hope, you will, I hope you'll join us tonight for our online Bible study here at St. Matthew's. Thanks for watching us today. Tomorrow we're going to dig back in, talk about the world. Um, in, in front of the text, what this passage means for us in the living of our lives. Thanks for watching. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you tonight for Bible study, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning. Thanks for watching.